don't listen to this episode alone. Keep your loved ones close and find out what nightmare awaits us on this spooky episode of The Hapless Heroes. Spooky. Uh, even my jammy jams are kind of nice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special, very canonical episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and I will be your nightmare aficionado for the evening. And I'm going to introduce our lovely cast of characters for this special night. To my left, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Demigods don't get spooked. We have Phil as Hedrick the entertainer welcome to my nightmare <laughs> i think you're gonna like it Ow! i like that song it's a good song yeah it is a good song dave as arian black good evening and john is lord jarrell the light that was a uh, quite the spooky dream of course i'm not scared it's just weird i think i've had that twice now Speaking of spooky dreams, you guys had an awful nightmare last night, uh, the end of which was a um, just horrible-looking figure rushing towards you with this just gaping mouth of blackness, and then your vision went dark. And you awake in a cold sweat, but you don't wake up in your own bed. And I'd like, before anything else happens, for everyone at this table to roll initiative. So no more oyster bed? No, you do not wake up in your happy little oyster bed. Uh, James, I hope you're listening. Uh, yeah, 15. I rolled a 16. Great. Uh, Mike rolled a 15. Marion Black <laughs> gets uh, preference there. Yep, of course he does. So again, I rolled higher than both of them mm-hmm. going third. So before we know where anybody else is or what anybody else is doing or what horrorscape they are waking into, we're going to start with Quinn. Quinn, you wake up, uh, and I'm going to take back what I said earlier. You wake up in your oyster bed. Oh. But it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it must be late. It's eerily quiet. Okay. Um, you are alone in your room. I'm um, alone? Yes. Okay. The candles are all out. Okay. Like, it's, it's, it's dark in here, and it feels like it's the middle of the night. Um, you've just had this awful nightmare again. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, well, I certainly don't enjoy the feeling of the cold sweat. Mm. So I would probably... It, so if, do I have access to like a private bathroom or... Sure. Okay. You have a commode. Yeah. So I... Is there like a tub... Sure. Of some sort? Okay. So I run myself a a bath. The water doesn't run. 
There's plumbing. The water does not run. Well, this is just my luck. Um, he opens his door. Okay. Like, to, like, to, 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 room, to the room. Okay. To the room. Yeah. It's a quiet hallway. All the... All there the, are no guards or... No. Dead, serv- servants it's or anything. It's dead quiet. Um, it... All the lights are out. Like all the lights are out in here as well. Like no torches are lit, no braziers are lit. Everything is extinguished. Okay, it's, so it definitely it's, seems odd to him. Yeah, there's. I mean, like I said, this is like a. I remember. I think I remember telling you guys. You guys are in private cabanas, so like, um, I mean, there's like you're kind of walking out into like the main like house now. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody in here. All the furniture is undisturbed. There's like like everything is put together pristine. Like you know, it's just it's just it's. It's as as you left it, unless you like made yourself a late night snack last night. Like everything is as you left it, but like you feel unsettled. Yeah. So, um, is there any sort of like liquor or anything that I can? Yeah. There's there's there's, there's I'm sure there's a whole rack. Sure. Um, I pour myself something dark. Yeah. It comes out, but it's thick. 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, um, uh-huh. Well, that's odd. It's dark. So like it's honey. Like, like, almost like... I would say like more like, yeah, like a molasses kind of consistency yeah. as it pours out into this like, glass that you're putting it in. Uh, so I obviously am not entertained by that. I don't want that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I kind of just like... I play with the glass a little bit and I kind of... Um, like the viscousness. Mm-hmm. Viscousness? Viscosity. Thank you. <laughs> Viscousness? We tell uh, the English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. English teachers just know how to make up words. Um, viscosity. It's okay so when you do it now. It's also, it's also a science <laughs> term. I just, just throw it out there. Anyway, uh-huh. um, so I, I just kind of like play with the viscosity a little bit and kind of like swirl it around to kind of like coat mm-hmm. the glass. But I'm kind of like put off by it. So I put it down. Um... Quinn meanders. So I'm in, a, I'm in the cabana. Yes, you're in the cabana. Okay, and this is my private cabana. Yes, shades are so, drawn. So there wouldn't be anybody. There would be nobody here. Like normally there wouldn't be anybody here. Unless you invited somebody over. Right, right. so I walk out of the cabana. The door's locked. The door's locked. Uh-huh, and you can't seem to find even a knob. There's no knob on the door. No, the door's there. There's no knob on it. The door. So there's a door. It's not like I'm clearly choosing a the spot to yeah. exit. But when you would go to reach for a knob, it's it's there's, there's nothing there. Like there should be something there. Okay. And there's nothing there. Uh huh. But as you kind of like look down, like where your hand should go, like there's like a little bit, a small little like end table, next to the door. Okay. And there's a an unfolded scroll on there with a little paperweight on it. Oh, perhaps I've missed something. So I open the. I take the. I. I Pick up the paperweight. And you have dark vision, so obviously you can uh, yeah. read what's on here. Right. And I, I un- unfurl the scroll. Yes. It's like, it looks like a, like a tabloid article. Like, I mean, slandering. Stop. Slandering. Stop. Stop. The Southwind name. Stop. Every mistake that you have ever made. Which mm-hmm. is a lot. No. <laughs> not that many. <laughs> is being sort of highlighted, advertised as this expose. Dilbert That someone is, yes, <laughs> yes, actually. Uh-huh. Wait, is his name on it? 
Yes. He had the balls to put his name on it. That <laughs> bastard. There is like it's 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 not like this this uh, advertisement that Quinn is reading is not written by Dilbert Trump. It's advertising an expose about the the master lord captain Quinn Southwind about all of the like you know the man behind the hero. Mm-hmm. And it's this expose on all of tell the all. Yeah, tell all story of all the horrible things he's done. And some of them are flashed like on the page. Every, all of your worst regrets, every everything that you wish you could have done differently, every time that you were wrong. Which is also a lot. Is Can you not? <laughs> yikes, John. Uh, There's some spitefulness going on over there. Uh, a little bit. All, li- all listed on here, and you just feel like your heart yeah. sink. Uh-huh. And we're going to go to uh, Arian Black. So, Arian, um, you are, uh, you know, definitely more, more mortal than you've ever been in a long time. I mean, we're talking probably hundreds of years since you felt this mortal. Your connection to your deity and patron separate. Your means of accessing their plane of existence, you know, the Raven Queen's plane of existence to get back to, you know, the Shadowfell. Unable to travel. So you've shacked up with the heroes, try to maybe get in on whatever they're doing to achieve your ends of probably getting back there someday. But when you awake, you don't awake in um, the airship or wherever you were making yourself comfortable before. You wake up in a, a stone sarcophagus. Your body feels weak. Um, the air in here is very stale. And um, you can you feel you can barely move, but you're starting to feel like... And, like, you haven't felt, like, fear or like these kinds of emotions in a long time. You've had everything put together. You've had everything, you know, sort of work out in your favor. You've, you've made it this long, having lived this long, previously immortal yourself, by making some choice deals. And you are feeling very vulnerable right now and trapped. What do you do? Stone sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. You can feel it as you kind of like, you know, really strain to like reach your hands and like just kind of assess, you know, it's very cramped in here and whatever you are encased in is clearly made of stone. It's very smooth stone. You feel with every passing moment, your body just continuing to wither and decay and age. Um, let's see. First uh, thing we're I would attempt is to uh, reach my packed weapon. Um, you wouldn't be able to fit it in here unless you were to make it something smaller. Dagger. Okay. Then yes. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Keep it. Keep, Keep it. it. <laughs> that has to. That's so <laughs> I mean the the pre- the precision that you would have had to accidentally smack that mic stand that that microphone mount with. Right. To make that sound, yeah, that has to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound. It, that's the sound it makes when it pops up to his head. 
existence. This is obviously a dream, people. Right. Folks, we hear that appreciate the quality and, yeah. and the precision, the professional. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Can't make this shit up. Go ahead. And start using the dagger to test the edges of the uh, sarcophagus. Like you, can, you, can, uh, you, can, you can probably get... Actually, make me a dexterity check with Arion Black. This fella's got his own character sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've looked it over. It's not OP. Yeah. Slightly, but not really. But not really. Well, he's technically human right now, or, or ish. Human-ish. Human-ish. Yeah. So that comes up as a um, standard dexterity, not a saving throw. Check. Check. 15. 15? Um, you managed to kind of get it into a groove. It's tight. You, yeah, you're, you're not able to push it in further than maybe an inch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the dagger. You're not able to push the dagger into the stone. <laughs> That's what I call it too. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that resistant, you know, resistant to piercing is a bitch. The, the color commentary here is uh, rich. Help. I think the term is helpful. Helpful. As each person must overcome their own challenges. Get jabronis. Oh, so um, <laughs> would it maybe outside the sarcophagus count as a place that I can visualize? I'm going to say no. I don't think that the gap that you've created is oh. large enough to visualize it. Oh, I can state the distance and direction. Okay. What are you going to? Are you dimensioning door? Dimension, dimension door? door. Okay. So yeah, you just like sort of essentially like try to call forth a uh, yeah. Just before I do that, I uh, knock on the uh, front of the sarcophagus. Like as you're casting it, or are you just just knocking? before I cast, just a quick knock. It barely makes a sound. You know, just to be safe, we're gonna go ten feet forward. Okay, um, I'd like for you to make a Constitution saving throw. Please, Arian Black. Mr. Black. 14. 14. Okay. The spell cast successfully. And you are teleported 10 feet straight forward. And are now laying on top of a stone coffin. All right. The air here is still not much better, as you are now... In a mausoleum, there are almost like just shelves, right, of like where bodies are buried. Every single one of the shelves is occupied with a previous human body that you yourself have occupied. Roy Vermillion from the past. Um, what was his name? Uh, something green. Randall Cyan. Yeah, Randall Cyan. Like all of the individuals you've inhabited are lying here perfectly preserved with their arms folded across their chests. We're going to cut to Jarell. Alrighty. Jarell, when you open your eyes, you're bowed down, knelt in front of an altar to Valen mm-hmm. in a large cathedral hall. Okay. All the pews from, have been stripped from the room. It is just hardwood floor a plinth, and the altar. And you are lying on one of the steps of the plinth. Or you are kneeling. Kneeling. Kneeling on one of the steps of the plinth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you find yourself just sort of in uh, in the middle of a prayer. Mm-hmm. You're kind of having a hard time feeling, figuring out if you dozed off during this prayer and like that nightmare happened or like what that was. It's you're you're definitely feeling a little out of sorts. Right. And the altar is very looks like it's 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 dilapidated. It's 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 been rotting here. Okay. For seemingly ages. And you're kind of starting to get your wits about you. You finish whatever prayer you were, and now you're just alone in this large, empty empty cathedral with this altar in front of you. Okay. Um, so I'm looking around the cathedral. What does it like look like? Is it like it's dilapidated, you said? Yes. Hardwood floors, um, sort of collapsing stone columns. Uh... And it appears no doors anywhere. Uh, Jarl will detect evil and good. So do you stand up before, like, you know, to do that? Like, how do you perform that ritual? I guess he would still be kneeling. You'd still be kneeling? Looking okay. around. Okay. That's All one right. of the first things he would do. Sure. Um, you, is it casting as a ritual? Uh, no, I can't. Okay, so it's just that you're casting the spell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's the skinny on detect evil and good? Let it's me just... 30 feet... Celestials, Elementals, Fae, Fiend, Undead, Desecrated, and Consecrated. I'm more trying to find out if this area has been desecrated. Um, You're having a hard time actually telling what is desecrated, but something is desecrated. You know, normally you can um, say where it's located if it's a creature. Mm-hmm. Um, this object... Oh, so this object here, uh, this altar, is definitely desecrated. And there is a fiend within 30 feet of you. Do I know where? Directly in front of you. Okay. So then knowing that, I will use... Because Divine Sense should give me more details about that, right? Uh, It tells you if it's a fiend. Celestial, undead, fey, whatever. Same thing. Within 30 feet. Yeah. And if thing. an object is consecrated or desecrated. Yes, it's the same thing. Um, all right, there's a fiend in front of me. You think so? You can tell. It says it, that's what it's saying. Uh, Jarrell will walk to the area where it's... So I'll, I'll get up. I'll start to get up. This, the moment you stand up, rising from behind the altar, you see yourself. I'm so angry. But you're evil. Wearing the helmet of Valen, the horns are sort of like, you know, sort of like the, the, the not horns, but like the wings, yeah. the, like wing uh, flourish that kind of comes off the top of the mm-hmm. armor, appears to be curved downward in sort of like a U shape. Okay. So it looks more like horns than it does like wings. Okay. Um, the eyes beneath the helmet are glowing red. Mm-hmm. And... Um, before you have a chance to act, because I rolled initiative for this thing separately. Super. It will pounce upon you. Okay. And you see this thing literally just leap over in Jarell fashion, this mm-hmm. altar, with this, like you can kind of see the figure much more cleanly now. Armor is entirely black. Spikes coming out of it. Like it's, it looks like your armor, but literally just like a, like the upside down world right, version right. of it, right? Uh, to give you a point of reference. 
just like I mean, it just looks like it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It, it just looks completely desecrated and like almost like uh, like like unliving. Okay. Um, and he has this 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 sword that looks very similar to the Sword of Justice, but you can see all that's protruding from it is this just like horrid purple energy. Uh, and it swings down upon you. Okay. Does a 27 hit your AC? Yes, yes, it does. It's going to make that a profane smite. Mm -hmm. So you're going to take 10 slashing damage. Okay. And 23 necrotic damage. Okay. Dang. And it's going to swing at you again. Of course it does, because it's Jarrell. <laughs> it will miss. Cool. You have a chance to act before we go on to the next uh, person. So, what did you do to my helmet? <laughs> and I will swing back. Uh, go for it. That's the first question he asks. <laughs> yeah. How dare you touch my stuff? I totally accept that you're the evil opposite of me, but I'm more concerned <laughs> about what you're wearing. All right, first attack is Khakis. a 25. Mm-hmm. Second attack is a 23. Okay, could you hit yourself with those attacks? Oh, yeah. Okay, then you, you hit this with it. Uh, giving it a full Jarrell, everything I've got on both. Uh, I don't doubt that <laughs> one bit. Um, so I can only do one blinding smite, but then I can do divine smite on both at third level. Yes. However, <laughs> as a reaction, mm-hmm. it will attempt to, um, essentially absorb the radiant energy okay. by, ma- by making a save against it. Okay. So make your attacks and roll your damage. You see it kind of puts its hand out and is like as you're trying to come down with this holy power, it's almost as if it's trying to suck it out of the sword itself. Okay. And it nat ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for resolving that first, because I have to roll so many things. More like right now. nah, Rel. We're gonna um, we're gonna go into a brief dice rolling hold, audience. Yep. That's twenty eight slashing damage. Uh huh. And what would that be? Eighty radiant damage. Okay. So hundred eight damage. Yeah, total. All told. Okay. Wow! Don't fuck with Jarrell. <laughs> Or at least not his stuff. In I mean, your dreams. Unless you're, <laughs> unless you're Jarrell. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, well done. It's still there. Okay. And we're going to move on to Hedrick. Now, Hedrick. Hedrick, Hedrick, Hedrick. My sweet Hedrick. Talk to me. <laughs> you wake up in your old bed in the Cloud Giant's Fortress. <gasps> Do I see my significant under... It would be hard under- to miss her. Okay. Um, Egret, Egret, is she awake? Or- no. Okay. 
can I rouse her? I'm gonna try to like. Sure. Egret, Egret, wake up. No wake response. Up. Out cold. I see the uh, man child. No. In the room. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even life. know that thing's name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I climbed on it at one point yeah. <laughs> to give Egret a hug. <laughs> okay. Um, you so kn- you is, you know the man child's room is next door, and I'm very familiar with this entire premises for the most part. I spent uh-huh. a lot of time here. Yeah, but the door to the main hall is not there; just the door to the child's room. Oh, okay. Well. uh... <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't rouse her, so naturally I'm gonna pop up and see if I can talk to somebody. I'll open the door. Oh yeah, sure. So it's it's. I mean, gigantic door. It, it towers above you, but you're can, able to. Am I strong enough to push this? Yes. Thing? Okay. You've you figured out a, you figured out your method already. Like you've you're familiar with these doors. Mm. I'm not. You're not hobbling. Maybe uh, since these are like home quarters, I've got a little stack of boxes or small crates that I stand no. on to reach. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, something else that you do have is a point of exhaustion from the rousing night you have. I do. I do. You're so operating that, on a lack of sleep right now. That is um, disadvantage on all checks and saving throws? Yes, sir. Okay. I figure that's more or less how he was in the City of the Cloud Giants anyways. So. Yeah, okay. constantly. And when you open the door... You it opens into a gigantic child's playroom, way larger in scale than anything that you remember. Even even by giant scale, this is giant for giant scale. Yeah, like like you, you know, are an gar- ant. Like there's there's like a letter block that's probably three stories tall. You are an ant. You're smaller than an ant. I'm in I f- it. I am immediately getting like flashbacks of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, when the door closes behind you, because it does, because you weren't paying attention, and all of a sudden, just you just holy crap! I'm in this room now because it's a dream. Uh, (laughs) I'm staring up, looking at like all of these giant structures that are small objects, and as I'm looking over my shoulder, door closes on me. Yep, uh, (laughs) I'm checking to see what I have on me. You have. Appropriate clothes. That's it. You were sleeping. What are appropriate clothes? You're in your sleeping? jammy jams. Uh, even my jammy jams are kind of nice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, things weren't that great with Egrid at the end. So I pretty much, once I put this on, that meant you ain't getting nothing. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> I ain't taking it back off. You it's were the difficult. sex holder. <laughs> He tried to be. It, it didn't seem very consensual. And then She's, you're just sleeping with my sister? You Jesus, expect man. something over double your size to satisfy you without hurting you? <laughs> Some people can do it. Hedrick was just not ready for that kind of life. Let's just say... Starfish. Uh, didn't there, have the heart to... There was, there was mutual benefits to the, to the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It allowed me Call to back. stay in this place for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> So yeah, you're, let's not forget about the, the your setting now. That's about it, though, right? Yeah. I don't have any materials, just common. Your jammy jams. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And your wits. All right. Uh, is and there, are uh, there any reflective surfaces around? Um, before you have a chance to necessarily see where reflective surfaces, um, you kind of hear this like it's like really deep thuds, and you look to your right, and there is like gigantic man child, probably towering thirty feet tall. 
oh my lord, he's a colossus. What has happened? And it just starts slowly reaching down and like playing with toys. Like it picks up like some action figures and it starts like clashing them together and just like smashing these things like to pieces. And it's like looking around the room for more toys. Uh... What is closest to me? A gigantic letter block. I will dash to the letter block, try to get on the opposite side and hide. His grip is going to be far too strong and his intelligence far too low to understand (laughs) that I am actually not trying to be played with. (laughs) What letter is on the letter block? I'm just going to roll a little something something real quick. Okay. Uh... It reaches for a toy nearby. Looks like some big rattler. Okay. Um, that's probably the size of this letter block. And just starts like rattling it around. Like you can see there's like, like boulders inside this thing. Like there's stones inside this thing that are just like shaking around. Um, and uh, it's distracted for now, but begins searching in your direction. Okay. Um, Things close by to you. Okay. There is a t- there's like a large desk that's very tall uh, that has like. I mean that thing's gonna be what twenty stories, thirty, fifty <laughs> stories. Like. I mean this thing is. Th- I mean the baby's three hundred feet tall, so it's to scale to the baby. <sighs> uh, Babies can just about reach. Uh huh. The top. Every of shelf. The desk. Every shelf is accessible to this child. Is what I'm gonna say. So it's like three hundred and fifty my scale uh-huh. maybe maybe 400 yeah so, i mean like yeah I, I don't know. that's high oh yeah way too high i'm in my jimmy jam yeah there's other toys yeah, i'm way too there's high. other toys spilled <laughs> on the floor you'll see a book scattered about here and there and other letter blocks there's like um if you come up with a toy i'll tell you if it's there or not like but this is like it's coming for the letter block. Is the little duck with the wheels that you pull by the rope? Yes. Yeah. I'm also thinking the colorful xylophone. It's a goose, though. Yeah, perfect. What's that? Okay. Yeah. Colorful xylophone. Yes, there's one of those as well. I'm going to cast a spell. Yeah, what are you going to cast? Um, since I don't have my instruments with me, I am going to start singing a song. Uh-huh. <clears throat> So as not to attract the attention of yeah. the giant baby. <laughs> this spell uh, is called Unearthly Chorus. Music of a style you choose fills the air around you in a 30-foot radius, so I'm waiting until he gets very close. I don't know if that means the arm is close or the head is close, but, you know... It would be the hand. One of the fingers. Yeah. The music spreads around the corners and can be heard up to 100 feet away. Okay. The music moves with you, centered on you for the duration. Until the spell ends, you make charisma or performance checks with advantage. Okay. So that would even out. Yes, you're just rolling normally now. Yes, okay. On charisma checks specifically. In addition, you can use a bonus action on each of your turns to beguile one creature you choose within 30 feet that you can see and it hears the music. Okay. The creature must make a charisma saving throw. It goes on to say... if It you, fails. If your companions are attacking it, the creature automatically succeeds on the throw. On a failure, the creature becomes friendly to you. 
for as long as it can hear the music for up to one hour thereafter. Perfect. I think it was friendly before. It is friendly to you. (laughs) It, It goes on to say you make charisma deception checks and charisma persuasion checks against the creature made friendly with advantage. Perfect. That's great. Does that cancel to straight throws or altogether with advantage? Because it says, even if it fails or saves, I make performance checks with advantage. So you're, it's you're just that would it, be leveled it's out. It's just leveled out. It doesn't stack. Okay, very does good. not stack. Very good. Um, so I shall uh, begin to sing the song. Uh, before you do, like it, it, it then pushes the block aside carefully and says, "Papa." <laughs> and I pop out. What does from... it really sound like? Papa. Small. So I am making these noises now. Uh huh. We're hot, a formerly Hokov. We're hot, a formerly Hokov. Highly acclaimed, proficient, badassery. Proudly proclaimed, professional mastery. Fresh on the scene for when there's catastrophe. Deadliest team, hot, stopping the dastardly hot. A formerly Hokov. We're hot, formerly Hokov. We're hot. Formerly Hokov. You ain't seen nothing, so hold your applause. And he'll continue uh, singing this song, staring down a massive 300 foot <laughs> We're th- hot. giant baby. He's doing like an MG Hammer dance. <laughs> uh, he's trying his best to pop and lock, but I got to tell you, uh, this is unfamiliar territory for him. So, for an audience of one, he feels shook for the first time in a long time. He's used to big crowds. He's used to this lots, is a big crowd, huge, <laughs> colossal. It's only one set of ears, and that, that's but it's a humongous set of ears. <laughs> three hundred one foot babies or one three hundred foot baby. Well, and he's certainly never done a concert in his jammies before, so there's always that sort of like stuck on stage fright kind of feeling. Right. Classic, yeah. classic. Yeah. Great. We're going to get to what happens with it next time. <laughs> so we're going to go right back to Quinn. Quinn, you have just read some very concerning things. Mm-hmm. About myself. About yourself. Yeah. This is like, it's, it, it seems inevitable. It seems like the whole world is going to have a different picture painted of the Lord Captain Quinn Southwind than you had intended. Mm-hmm. Probably a more honest one. Yikes. <laughs> this is sorry, my I'm story. Sorry. You're not in it. <laughs> I love this. And you're holding on to some sludgy beverage. Yeah. And a knobless door. Why? Well, I'm not holding on to the knobless door because there's no knob. No, no you're yeah. holding on to the beverage at the knobless door. Gotcha. What do you do now? Like, I can't get out. Uh... I am going to... What? What's the door made out of? Wood. 
good. Okay. I'm going to... Potentially try to... Break the door. Cool. I don't know how yet. Okay, so I'm going to... Um, I'm going to try to pry the door open. Sounds good. With my dagger. You reach for your dagger and it's not there. Motherfucker! <laughs> I'm just waiting for that. Yep. <laughs> I knew he was going to go for it. I knew he was going to fucking go for it. Oh! Yep. Planet sinker. Daddy's little poker. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Coming in hot. No, listen. Daddy impregnates people with wind. Um, and a poker. <laughs> uh, so I am shook. Mm-hmm. Um, the the sure. dagger being so uh, so I immediately run back to the bedroom. Do you drop the glass with the syrup? Uh, yeah, fuck that shit. Um, I am looking furiously for the dagger. Like maybe it's fallen out. Maybe I put it. Like, sure. Normally I would put it by my bedside. Um, the case where you would normally keep it in is empty. Yeah. So the sheath is. Yeah, but make me an investigation check of the bedroom. You see the dagger. You find it underneath um, the bed itself. It's shining there. It's almost like just out of your reach, and you kind of like, you're kind of like trying to like inch, cl- you're trying to like grab it. So it's under the bed. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like on my on my hands and knees trying. Yes. To like you're trying it. to reach for it, right? Okay. But like as you're trying to reach for it, it almost like it looks like it's going further out of reach, and your vision just kind of tunnels into it for a second. And like just like a change of scenery in a dream, you're now sat. In a chair, at a table, with legal representation next to you, in a courthouse. Who's my legal representation? It looks like just um, a public defender. Oh, what? Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, is to, he wearing a crappy suit? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, to, to, to like, just barely passable appropriate clothes. Okay. <laughs> to your left is what appears to be the um, prosecution. His tie is still like up on his shoulder from lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a mustard on his shirt. Mm-hmm. And um, there, it appears to be set Dilbertrum with three lawyers. Okay. And the trial begins. So this is a trial. And the <laughs> and the judge. I we were just chatting. And the judge starts slamming a gavel into the um, podium. I need you to make me a perception check, please. The gavel is the dagger. Okay. And the prosecution starts. Uh Uh-huh. Your Honor, my client here is suing for damages, for disenfranchisement, and for, honestly, his time. Time for what? Men and women of the jury, Dilbertrum here is a hardworking member of the everyday community 
of the people of the Derekine Protectorate. Government man, family man. And this, this person right here, this captain, Lord. this low life, low life, drags him through the mud, puts him in unspeakable situations without a regard for his safety. He told us not to, not to. Believe your he's your there. legal counsel is trying to shush you, and like the the judge is slamming the gavel harder. Stop slamming my dagger. Uh, I will have order in this court, or I will have you thrown back into the cell without a trial. And you will rot for the rest of your days, Mr. Southwind. Well, it's not very democratic, is it? I order, I'm telling you right now, you shut your mouth, or we're sending you back to the stockades. Thank you. <laughs> Prosecution, you may continue. And this guy started, I mean, they started risking off a rap sheet of all the dangerous situations you've put Dilbertram in and, like, not giving a fuck about his safety at all. No. How every, and they started even listing out all the heroic actions that you've written about mm-hmm. were just um, stunts and acts of a madman with no regards for, the, for public safety, and you are a menace to society. The last part's probably true. Have they confused me with Hoblet? Oh <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you uh, an opportunity to do... One thing, and then we're going to move forward. Uh, uh, Demand I... that you take the stand. <laughs> Call your yeah. first witness, uh, man. Well, but I'm not. But I'm not counsel. Um, I, I would like to talk or whisper or whatever I need to do to, to be stealthy about this um, with my I'm sorry counsel. it's it's illegal to whisper to your counsel like you can like that's well, what I they're supposed it, to be there for the judge yelling at me again well you're talking um, to your counsel now yeah sure okay so I lean over to my counsel and um, I say I demand a chance to, to defend myself he stands up real quick your honor my client would like a chance to defend oh, himself God, he's terrible. I, is, is he is he calling himself as a witness uh, yes I think so very well, then. I Yes, I am. All right. You are brought up to the stand. Um, two armed guards escort you up there, and they are holding you. Are they attractive? By both your arms. No, they're hideous. Is he in chains? Damn it. Is he in chains? Like the uh, yes. leg shackles? Yes. All, all together? Like it's yes. one big shackle? Yes. They could just pick him up from his elbows and like, yeah, everything would go with him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and they're not attractive? That's No, they're not. They're hideous. Yeah. You can't bang everybody. Sure. I mean, it's a nightmare. I get it. Okay. Challenge accepted. Um, so, so, okay. So I'm on the stand. Uh-huh. And the judge is like looking at you and he's like, you best explain yourself. You best. Like, what, what could you have to say? Is he literally like, like pointing my dagger at yes. my face? Yeah. I was about to say his arm is outstretched and he's pointing the dagger gavel at your face. So this judge. Uh-huh. You know, Mr. Fair over here. Nightmare judge, yes. Is literally pointing a, a dagger a sharp in your face. Object, your dagger. My sharp object. At you. My father's sharp object. Uh huh. <laughs> that came out. Please move on. <laughs> just please move on. That came out terribly Let's just keep wrong. going. Steamroll ahead. <laughs> um, can you please not point that at me? I will point it wherever I need to point it. Do you have anything to say for yourself? And he's still pointing the dagger at you. 
He doesn't ever take it away I from your face. I am Lord Captain Quinn Southwind. I am the hero of Vesh. I you, as am you as you say every time you say what like more accolades about yourself, you feel yourself shrinking into the chair. I'm becoming smaller. Yes, mm -hmm. everything else is becoming bigger around you. Like you're shrinking under your own words. Am I with him? No. no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dagger still outstretched, pointing at your face, but you're just so the dagger's just, obviously getting bigger. Yes, and you're getting smaller. Yeah, sure. Um, I am like the leader of Hots. You know, I don't understand what's happening to me. So, but you're just all you're doing is talking. You're not like <laughs> okay. Um, I. I. You are a liar! Uh-huh. And a hoodlum! And he points at Dilbertrum. You turn your attention to Dilbertrum? You can barely see him now. Right, like I'm jumping up over the stand, like, pointing sure. at him. Um, you're almost hitting the dagger with your face. Because he just keeps getting ever closer to you as you shrink. Sure, sure. Okay. I, like, bop my head this way. Like to the right, so that I, not I don't uh -huh. stab myself in the uh -huh. face. Nothing happens. Like at this point, it's almost like everyone's just shouting at you now. Everyone, like the whole place is in an uproar. It's like you're you're just being overwhelmed by like the sound of boos. Is there a jury? And is the yes. jury booing? Is everyone's there, booing. Is there any place that I can, like, no? At this point, tiny, at this point, it's now somewhere? just you and the dagger. Stuck. It's just so you're now just you're no just you're there. just you're just like continuing to shrink into the chair. And all you can it, it, gets, it gets to a point where all you can see is the point of the dagger. Mm -hmm. You gonna cry yet? I <laughs> step away from the. You dagger. can't step. At this, you are like you are literally I just. It's move. just now the dagger. It's like everything is just, it's just in, in closing around you. Sure. The sound and like the chair and the dagger and like it's all just like closing in on you and closing in on you and closing in on you. Um, I cast sleep on myself. Wow, I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> and this, dear audience, is why Fran and I don't even bother to take notes. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it not affect him because he is sleeping? Yes, it would not affect you. Well, I should have taken a left okay. turn at Abelkoiki. Um, you're, I mean, you you feel yourself still sleeping. Mm-hmm. You're aware that you're sleeping. So am I, yeah, am I? Yeah, yeah you're, right. you, you've become more lucid. Uh-huh. You know you're dreaming, but you feel stuck in here. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm going to say, just because I like like how you got there, uh, you go to, you, you, have, you just like kind of reach out to kind of cast a spell, and your hand touches the dagger. Yeah. And you wake up. Like, really wake up. Yes. Maybe wake up. In a cold sweat, panting. No, we did this before. Yeah. In your, in your oyster shell bed. Wh where is my dagger? Um, where you left it. Okay. I'm spinning a top now. Arion Black, surrounded by the preserved bodies of your former selves. He, they, he goes and admires some of them. Yeah. Um, at one point, like you go, you go, you start, as you're starting to admire them, right? Um, you see that very suddenly, all of them sit upright, turn their heads at you simultaneously like just like a crack you know and like you just hear these like these whispers 
like unintelligible whispers. Um, and the room begins to fill with like a black mist. <laughs> this is how we're doing things today. Yeah. Black mist it is. And he's audibly saying, Black mist it is. <laughs> Very matter of fact, still. This is like one of the creepiest fucking things. Mm-hmm. And he's still like nonplussed. He's out of the, he's out of the sarcophagus now. You still, your body still feels weak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like as if like, like just your time in here is like, you're, like you are withering away with every second you spend in this uh, burial site. Oh, how it aches to be mortal and dying. It's almost as if like the last like several hundred years are all catching up to you very rapidly. Hmm. Okay, so we're uh, let um, how about um, a quick description of the sarcophagus area? What kind of uh, what kind of uh, area am I in here? Stone floor is a little bit large towards the back where the sarcophagus and the shelves of bodies are. Okay. And at the front there is just a flat wall. Just a flat like wall. A slight, where... like a slighted like adjustment, right? Like. Like, like, so that it's like the room is not symmetrical. Yeah. Right. And it's a little smaller towards like what would have been maybe an entryway to the sarcophagus, but yeah. Or this uh, mausoleum. But again, also just like solid wall. Okay. First thing I'm going to do is, um, well, let's see. This black mist, is it rising from the floor or? Yes. Okay, good. We're going to start by casting fly and making sure that I stay above that. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, the, the ceilings aren't very tall in here. It's maybe like, you know, like 15-foot ceilings. No, but let's buy myself a couple of seconds and sort yeah. of hover over to maybe one of the me's on a higher shelf and see if I can get a little closer and make out some of the whispering here. Nope. It is absolutely unintelligible. It's just like, it's, 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 it's almost as if, like, it's just like something is just channeling through it, and it's just this, like, this, this speech that is ancient and... Um, and just unintelligible to you. Um, I shoved that particular version of me. Uh huh. And you know, just shove it over. There was no talking to you anyway. Um, it yeah, it doesn't even budge. It's like I mean, like rigor mortis fully set in. You do not have you. You can barely push it over. Like it is just stiff as a board. Why does it feather? Um, I reach into my jacket uh, for my um, alligator leather-wrapped flask of bourbon. You grab it. Good. Um, you see that it's. You see that on the bottle, the O in bourbon. The yeah. sec, you know, the second O uh, has the symbol over it to make it a bourbon-like sound. Like it's actually like I forgot. I think it's the swiggle. I think which like which way is the O pronounced? Right. It's kind of has that symbol over it. Yeah. So it's almost like entirely specifically spelled out as bourbon. No. Well, <laughs> now, Eric, now if we didn't already, we know the jig is up. Right. I pour out the contents. Onto the floor. Yes. Yes. It uh, dissipates some of the mist in the general area that you uh, poured it out. Oh, good. I uh, write it, and I go over by where I uh, try to float over toward where the door would be, and I pour some of it on the door. Yes, the bourbon t- pours on the entryway, and like a portal sort of starts to form in the stone. Excellent. And we make our egress through the portal. Sure. Um, when you awake, though, you awake butt naked in a field outside of Artwall. 
<laughs> Lick my finger, put it up in the air, test the wind, and start walking back towards <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Jarell, mm-hmm. you're in full combat with a shadow Myself. of yourself. Yes. Uh, it's going to take a uh, couple mighty swings at you. Sure. Um, I'm going to say a 29 will do it. Yep. But a 19 will not. No. And a 23 will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Clackety, clackety, roll for attackity. you take 23 slashing damage. Okay. And 22 necrotic damage. Wow. Okay. Bang. And this thing just is like snar you are well it's you are snarling at you. Yeah. Um it's you feel it almost like trying to drain the light from you. Right. Jarel is absolutely hurting and he will take uh like panting like he's visibly wounded if mm-hmm. you were if anybody else could see this mm-hmm. um, and he will just let out like a giant scream like he knows if he doesn't take this thing out he will die mm-hmm. um, and two attacks that's 28 um, will a 19 hit no it won't hit me does a 19 hit you right no, no. okay <laughs> alright Dave I think I found the formula you just gotta make Jarrell fight himself. Right. <laughs> we're giving it all of the bells and whistles, I'm assuming. So I'm just gonna we're just gonna put that out there for the audience as we uh, gather up again a tremendous amount of dice. Right. All right. So that's uh, 14 slashing damage and sorry, 25 radiant damage. So as your sword cleaves through the um, shadow of yourself, mm-hmm. um, you see it kind of just slice straight through from shoulder to opposite hip. Okay. And the thing kind of splits, and like this, you know, dark, wispy energy starts like floating from it, and you just Can see I make like a request. Yes. Can I cut his head off, and it rolls towards me? Uh, I was hoping you'd never ask, and I mean it. By my, and by that I mean like, I absolutely want that to happen. Yeah. So yes, you do that as well. And I as, take the helmet off. Yeah, it's your face. Right. I, I saw it the entire time. So it's not exactly the Darth Vader reveal, but uh, right. You gotta have I, that mask blow off the thing to reveal your face. Right. But it's also doing the same thing um, that well, obviously you didn't see it as Jarrell, but that I described before with the um, former bodies of Arion Black. Its mouth is moving, and it's just whispering this like, just like horrible creepy creepiness. And then you wake up. Okay. Hedrick, we are back to you, trapped in a giant child's playroom. At least you would have a much more friendly child, but this is a friendly gigantic child. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your next course of action now that you have its attention? And it really likes you and called you daddy. 
I don't <laughs> believe it needs to see me more that I need to see it. So yeah. I'm going to go invisible, greater invisibility, and continue singing the song. Uh, the moment you go invisible, the child immediately starts tantruming. Friend! No! Friend! No! Friend went away! Daddy went away! And it just starts like, it just starts sla- smashing the ground now. I mean, it's like full-on tantruming. 300-foot baby tantrum. Okay. It's rolling around, and now I need you to make me uh, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. <laughs> seven is the 13. You take a, a gigantic blow to the face as this thing, like one of its fingers kind of comes down and like swings across and like hits you. Yeah. Um, you're going to, you're going to take half your hit points in damage. Okay. Yeah. When that happens, uh, I am going to drop that invisibility and crawl up his arm, continuing to sing this song. Uh, trying it, to persuade him to calm down. Okay, it, it's it's starting to calm down from the tantrum now that it can see you again. Is it a Taylor Swift song? Can it no, see it's, him? No, it's the same uh, kind of beat that I've been doing with yeah, this yeah. unearthly chorus. Yeah, that's good. Uh, as you as you kind of start climbing its arm, right, it's, it's the tantrum begins to subside and it stands up. You can see that across the room, like on, on top of the shelf of um, of toys and like you know like that little like you know desk like shelf thing I was telling you about there appears to be a, at the very top of the shelf on the wall like a little mouse hole like perfectly carved like a tiny little doorway mm. tiny little Hendrix sized doorway mm. so yeah I'm, I'm leaning at that and I'm trying to climb towards him while I'm singing at him yeah yeah it's he's it, it, he starts cooing and is like happy and um, you know you're friends it is it is friendly again to you okay and is smiling and like kind of like you know just kind of just gently rocking its shoulders right because it's like just entranced with your beautiful music okay stacked with tactical magical bros radical adaptable natural throws national capital ambassadors no we'll handle these scandalous amateur foes we're hot and I'm pointing over to that as you say mouse that, hole. this the baby just starts nodding its head like it's at one of the greatest hip hop concerts it's ever been to in its life, and you actually climb on top of its the back of its head, and like with one of the nods, it like flings you forward. And I would like for you to make me an acrobatics check, please. Oh, absolutely, that would be my pleasure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, twenty nine gracefully sailing through the air you fly right over i mean d- direct into the direct path of this little doorway land on top of a nice fluffy bed of uh like i don't know toys made of, like stuffed with just like this like the softest stuffing you can imagine is there a little like dust cloud of like glitter and <laughs> smoke as i yes. make this three point landing yes and like you see big baby just like very slowly but deliberately like clapping like <laughs> I, I feel like the damn Indian in the cupboard, man. Like, but like with <laughs> right, but with every clap, like the room begins to shake, like it's like an earthquake. Like it's like, wait, it's time to move now, Hedrick. Like this, like this thing is just rattling. Uh, I I do my greatest bow and blow a kiss to the giant man baby as I bid him adieu and dash through that mouse hole. Yeah, you land, uh, you like you dive through it, like kind of head first, and you land on your bed. You wake up with your stomach and face down onto the bed. Is there anyone next to me? 
No. Ah. <laughs> she played you, bitch. It is. Where is my loot? In the room. I see my loot. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the loot and try just like rhythmically repeating what I was just doing, um, and trying to keep that memory fresh in my sure. mind. Sure, you hear at that moment you kind of hear some water running in your um, in like this cabana like restroom area. Okay, and then Tessa exits Ooh. the room like, oh, you're up, and oh. that's what we're gonna call this week's episode. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody! It was my pleasure to bring you this little nightmare segment. Uh, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're on Facebook and Reddit. It's just Hapless Heroes Podcast. Um, a lot of those places will have a pin post that points you to our Discord server, which is the hottest place on the internet to be if you are someone who is happens to be into Dungeons and & Dragons and listens to this show and just likes to talk about stuff with other cool people. True. So, uh, yeah, you can find links on there, you know, join in the conversation, but you can reach us anywhere else. If you're feeling a little kind of shy, but you still want to say some kind words, like we have an email, it's uh, haplessheroes at gmail.com. You know, we look forward to hearing your words and we've, we've, we've received so many kind messages. It's just a, it's a, it's a pleasure to speak to all of you. If you really like us though, you can leave us a five-star review in the podcast service of your choice. Really helps us grow in the ranks, gets us more visibility. A lot of you heard this spiel before, but I got to keep saying it because it's just the best. And if you really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash heroes. We have uh, so many fun rewards, behind-the-scenes audio, special Discord rolls, uh, bloopers, everything you can imagine, and more. <laughs> and more. And more. And yeah, more than that. The bloopers are the best. And if you really, I mean, really, really like us, Sally Field and the whole deal, uh, what you need to do is get down on your knees right now. You need to know. raise your right hand. You need to solemnly swear to uphold the tenets and beliefs of the uh, hapless heroes, whatever those may be. Yikes. And uh, what you're going to do now is every time you're out and you have to engage with a uh, public service or, or you know a food service, any, any sort of person where you might tip, Every time you leave a tip, you're going to write some kind words on the receipt. Not only will you tip a minimum of 20% gratuitous rate, make sure you have a smile on your face when you hand it to your server or bartender, but you're also going to write a little note, please listen to the hapless heroes for future delights. Can you roll for persuasion on that? Yeah, I'm going to roll for all you listeners out there. You got to believe this. Oh, I fucking rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was a good idea, you guys. <laughs> I used my special dice, got a two. Amazing. Uh, it's the first time we've had a dice rolling if you really love us, so that's uh, yeah, great. I hope, Z- I hope, I hope Zach, you're not? listening to this and you're proud. Why not? Uh, also, totally doable. Yeah. And a very kind act to put very, out there in the world. Very, very, uh, not a, a far cry from some of the if you really love us that we've, uh, you know, suggested. I, I like to have reachable goals. Yeah, that's, I appreciate that. Um, it's, it's, it's refreshing. <laughs> so there's nothing left for me to do now except for outro our cast. And I'm going to start on my right with John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. Uh, uh, Doppelganger sent you back to Queen Doppelpopolis. <laughs> Dave as Mr. Black. Another eventful Tuesday. (laughs) 
the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. <laughs> but for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> as terrible as that movie was, Raul Julia, greatest character actor that ever lived. <laughs> Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Oh, hey there, beautiful. Come here, I got something to show you. Hey, I'm gonna teach you how to twerk. She's not there. <laughs> She just came out of the bathroom. Yeah, bro. you were ignoring him. She was him. walking at me, looking all fine. I was so proud that she wasn't there anymore. I was like, yes, go her. Oh, I'm going to show her how to how I rap. Get out of here. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they completely turn her off. Wow. Yeah, and that's going to be the end of that relationship. Uh, and Mike, as Lord and Captain Quinn Southland. Sweet, sweet dagger. <laughs> and I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. Goodbye. Five Phil, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>